What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Resistance, seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly Reefer Radio Rebellion as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers, and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. Entering its 29th year speaking flower to power and found at hempfest.org. I am also the author of the book Protestable, a 20 year retrospective of Seattle Hempfest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hempresent, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Today's guest on Hempresent is Mary Bailey, Managing Director of Last Prisoner Project, who will join me in about 60 seconds. There have been great advancements in the struggle to defeat prohibition and gain truthful justice for the cannabis culture. Many states have enacted substantive reforms, mostly because of the shoe leather advocacy and sweat equity of community activists who have forced state legalization against the fierce opposition of the federal government and the pro-prohibition lobby. Many American towns and cities contain retail storefronts where adult citizens can purchase cannabis in many forms. Yet, Americans still languish in jails and prisons Many parents still risk losing custody of their children. And despite the reforms that have taken place, prohibition is actually still very much alive and well. We cannot afford to have a false sense of victory or any amount of complacency. We need to complete the job. Last Prisoner Project is a coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists dedicated to bringing restorative justice to the cannabis industry. 
Last Prisoner Project's website says, as the United States moves away from the criminalization of cannabis, giving rise to a major new industry, there remains the fundamental injustice inflicted upon those who have suffered criminal convictions and the consequences of those convictions. Through intervention, advocacy, and awareness campaigns, Last Prisoner Project will work to redress the past and continuing harms of these unjust laws and policies. Mary Bailey is the managing director of Last Prisoner Project, a nonprofit organization focused on releasing cannabis prisoners and helping them to rebuild their lives. Mary's passion for cannabis advocacy and community education also has inspired her to become the executive producer and founder of Maui Cannabis Conference. I have Mary with me to tell you more. Welcome, Mary, to Cannabis Radio. Hi, Vivian. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's, it's my pleasure. So can you tell us about the last, about Last Prisoner Project? Uh, I don't think there's a, a V in there. Why is it needed and what's the organization's mission and organizational structure? Absolute honor to be doing this work. Last Prisoner Project is an organization with the goal of releasing every cannabis prisoner on the planet and helping them rebuild their lives. So um, we do live in America, so we are starting here in America, but we have had talks um, with the Public Defender's Office in Jamaica. Um, We're working with Canada Normal. Um, We've had some talks with a couple of different countries in Africa. So, you know, in the big scheme of things, we really want to assist cannabis prisoners all over the world. Well, that's great because this show actually has listeners on almost every continent, uh, and so... uh, at the end of the show, I'm going to give the contact information, and people need to contact Last Prisoner Project and, and, and get involved. Um, let's start with restorative justice. What does that phrase mean? What does, does restorative justice encompass? Sure. I mean, in my mind, restorative justice means that um, reparations for um, unjust laws, one of the things that when we work with our constituents, people, we call people who have uh, served time in prison for campus, um, some of the, our constituents of our organization. And, you know, we work with them to uh, make sure that they understand that we don't look at them as criminals. We feel like they are victims of unjust laws. We feel like the prohibition of cannabis um, over the last <laughs> many, many years that it just, it's unjust. It, it should never have been prohibited in the first place. It's a plant medicine um, that's highly beneficial. So, um, you know, restorative justice, we feel like we're working backwards um, in trying to right the wrongs that have already taken place legislatively surrounding cannabis. And I, I'm, I assume that there's a component of racial and gender equity uh, that, that needs to be addressed as well as people of color, communities of color, uh, have been disproportionately impacted by prohibition. Um, is, and I'm sure that's probably a, a focus somewhere. Is that correct? Well, yes. I mean, we want to help um, anybody who has um, experienced, you know, um, reprobations from uh, unjust laws surrounding cannabis. But yes, absolutely. It's definitely um, a huge issue that people of color have been hit hardest by this prohibition. And, you know, marijuana is used roughly among black and white people about the same amount 
Um, yet black people are almost four times as likely to be arrested for marijuana possession. So that is um, a huge problem and something that we really want to focus on. Great. Um, can you touch on the coalition of cannabis industry leaders, executives, and artists that is referenced on your website? Who are some of the principal folks involved in Last Prisoner Project in that context? Yeah, absolutely. I can uh, go over that. Let's see. We, our founders, um, one of our founders is Steve D'Angelo, um, who has been an advocate for cannabis for over 40 years. He and his brother, Andrew D'Angelo, are two of our founders. They are uh, the founders also of Harborside Dispensary, a very famous dispensary in Oakland, one of the first. Um, Steve D'Angelo then went on to also open the first cannabis testing lab called Steep Hell Labs. And he also founded um, the very first cannabis investment firm, ArcView. So, you know, Steve has been a, a pillar of the cannabis community. Um, and even the mayor of San Francisco named him the father of the legal cannabis industry. So, he really, over the years, has recognized that um, it's really just it's it's really just sad that many people um, have made been able to create intergenerational wealth from the cannabis industry. Most of them, I'll say, are are, are white professional men, and yet there's so many other people in America and all around the world who have been negatively affected um, by the laws and had to serve time or are still currently serving time. So he, for many years, had been thinking about creating an organization like Last Prisoner Project to assist people who are serving time for cannabis. And um, so it's been really wonderful working with our team to really create change in the industry. Another one of our co-founders is a man named Dean Rays. He is a the manager of the reggae band revolution. And so because of him, we have really been able to connect with a lot of people and celebrity influencers in the music industry. Um, one of the, actually the main, the lead singer of revolution, Eric Rachmani has been a huge supporter of our work. He recently went on an entire tour across America, winter tour, solo tour, and he donated 100% of the proceeds to Last Prisoner Project. So we're really grateful for his participation. We also have um, a really amazing, we've been working with the Marley family. So Damian Marley and Stephen Marley sit on our board of advisors. Um, it's, they've been very helpful in getting the word out about our organization. They both have posted on their social media. Um, we work with actually many different other ambassadors as well. Um, so basically, we've got a board of directors, a small board of directors. We also have a board of advisors. And then we also have a group of ambassadors. And so the ambassadors are some of our celebrity influencers that we work with. So Susan Sarandon has shared information. Um, Jim Belushi has been incredibly supportive as well in helping us to get the word out. Vanessa Carlton, um, amazing singers and so it's, we've also started working with uh, some comedians within the industry as well to really help our mission go viral. So we're really, really incredibly um, feeling really grateful that we have so many amazing people working with us. Um, we also, I thought, would mention that 
We also work with a couple um, people who serve on our board of advisors who have served time for cannabis or are still currently serving time for cannabis. One of them is Evelyn LaChapelle. She served six years um, in a cannabis distribution case. She is now out of prison. She's been working with us since um, around last April, and she is now working in the legal cannabis industry, and she has uh, retained a position with the brand Vertosa after working with LPP. So it's been really wonderful working with her and letting her have the stage at some of our events to really share information on how Last Prisoner Project has positively affected her life. Your work to accomplish your mission uh, includes intervention, advocacy, and awareness campaigns. Uh, what, what kind of intervention do you do and for whom? Yeah, absolutely. Well, intervention, you know, we work on that in many different ways, but I would say that one of the main ways is really is Last Prisoner Project is seizing on the current momentum surrounding criminal justice reform. And we work with many different organizations together to promote legislation that ensures that all cannabis prisoners walk free, as well as supporting resentencing and retrial efforts for the most agrarian um, cannabis sentence, sentences. And um, how is, uh, we've got about uh, two minutes to the first break. Uh, how is the organization funded? Is it a 501c3? Can people make contributions to it? Absolutely, yes. We are a 501c3. We are funded by private donors, uh, donorships that we get from different cannabis companies, as well as private donors. Um, a lot of our donations simply come from people learning about us on social media and really wanting to make an impact on this problem. Some of them are people who have family members who have served time for cannabis or have been negatively affected themselves and are in a better place. Um, one of our sponsors is a man named Dennis Hunter who owns um, a very popular brand called Canacraft. It's a, it's a Bay Area based cannabis company. And Dennis actually served six years himself behind bars um, previously before starting Cannercraft. So he knows firsthand what it's like to um, deal with being in prison for cannabis. And now that he has a successful business, he really wants to give back and help other people who are experiencing um, these problems as well. Um, we Got about one minute uh, before the break, but is could you share us a uh, success story quickly that you've had? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think our to date, our biggest success story is Evelyn LaChapelle, who I mentioned earlier. She really has told us that working with our organization has given her hope and made her feel like she is a person who is worthy of respect. Her family members now better understand that her situation was really brought on by unjust laws and that she is not a bad person and that she deserves um, respect and love from the community at large. And at some of the events that she's spoken with, she's really gotten to connect with other 
people in the industry, such as we sat on a panel at um, an event called High Hopes, a social justice cannabis panel, and she was able to really share her experience with the audience. And, you know, it brought a lot of people to tears. Um, Evelyn has really, you know, her, she had a four-year-old daughter when she was arrested and, you know, coming out of prison, her daughter is 10. She will never get those years back. But now that she's been able to find reliable work where she can really give back to the community, um, she's expressed um, over and over that she feels that she would not be um, in such a good place um, mentally, spiritually, physically, if it weren't for her working with our organization. And that feels really good. My guest is Mary Bailey. We're going to take our first break and come right back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. The 2020 Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference in Miami, February 24th and 25th, is the premier gathering of cannabis entrepreneurs and investors in North America. No other conference offers the level of access and seamlessness of interaction between entrepreneurs building future billion-dollar cannabis enterprises and the investors whose capital will make that happen. CannabisRadio.com welcomes listeners to register for the event for 30% off using promo code CannabisRadio at BenzingaCannabisConference.com. The 2020 Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference in Miami, February 24th and 25th. Register now for 30% off using promo code CannabisRadio at BenzingaCannabisConference.com. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. My guests say, Razzie Berry, we're talking about nature, naturopathic medicine, as well as the concept of prevention and preventing disease. Empower people to live a naturopathic lifestyle, get to know your body, understand its rhythms, remove toxins, and use natural alternatives whenever possible. 90 to 95% of cancers are due to environment and lifestyle risk factors. I mean, that's a huge number. That means that cancer is preventable. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Get paid for your opinions about cannabis. Cannabis Insight Collective pays you when you provide your opinions. It's as easy as one, two, three. One, sign up and answer a quick survey that tells us a little about you. Two, get connected and we'll reach out when there's a good match for you to participate in. Three, inspire and be rewarded. Your opinion matters, so share your opinion with us and receive a reward for your thoughts. Help elevate your favorite brands in the cannabis industry with your input by going to CannabisInsightCollective.com. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Mary Bailey from Last Prisoner Project. Uh, Mary, can you talk about some of the advocacy and educational campaigns that Last Prisoner Project does? Uh, what, what kind of advocacy, what kind of education do you all do? Absolutely. Um, advocacy, well, we definitely work with um, many other campaigns. So recently we worked with... Uh, an organization called Cage Free Cannabis and Equity First Alliance. And they put together National Expungement Week. They had events all across the country. Last Prisoner Project, we helped to host an event in Honolulu um, this past September. We also helped host an event in Massachusetts. 
so it was really exciting for me to be participating in the Honolulu Expungement Clinic. I worked with the ACLU of Hawaii to help host that event. And it was really amazing because here in Hawaii, we really, expungement is not a very common word. We've never hosted an event of that nature in the history of our state. And so it was really exciting to connect with public defenders and attorneys who wanted to give back to the community and help them um, expunge some of their cases. So that's been really exciting working with other groups on expungement. We've also worked with other groups to really um, help give them letters of support for bills that are going into effect. Um, we recently worked on an expungement bill in Maryland and that was really exciting. Um, we were able to really make sure that legislators know that uh, people in their area need these bills to go through in order to rebuild their lives after serving um, time in prison for cannabis. Excellent. Uh, Mary, there's a cannabis industry operating in America right now, you know, generating profits as we speak and revenue, paying taxes. And then simultaneously, Americans in other regions and some in the same states are simultaneously being persecuted by prohibition. Some people are going to jail for the same exact thing that other people are making money at, um, which is a, just a kind of a weird paradoxical situation that we're in in this this you know ongoing process of legalization. In your opinion, what role does or should the cannabis industry play in efforts to address the existing casualties of war uh, that exist, you know, as cannabis is still under attack, um, still taking place in many states in the federal level, what, what role do you think the cannabis industry should have in work like, well, like, like you're doing? We feel that the cannabis industry should have a major role in, you know, rewriting the wrongs that have been created and also are still taking place currently. Um, our organization, you know, when I'm talking with different brand partners and potential brand partners to work with us as supporters and donors, you know, we tell them that we feel that anybody that's working in the cannabis industry um, or is an entrepreneur in the cannabis industry should really feel a moral imperative to give back to causes um, and missions such as ours to really assist people who have, you know, experienced the prohibition of cannabis in a very, very negative way. How can we, how, how can we, you know, it's, I agree, of course, a hundred percent. And that's kind of where the racial and gender equity comes in, in my mind, that there would be opportunities in the cannabis industry for people of color and even women who meet, meet the glass ceiling or in our case, the grass ceiling to be also have opportunity and, and not just in, in employment, but in ownership and management. Um, how can we, I don't want to say pressure, but how can we kind of uh, move, kick that can along and, and make it real? Um, how can we, we include the industry and create incentives for the industry to, to actually tithe, you know, kick down, uh, pay forward, uh, because these folks wouldn't be having these, these jobs if it wasn't for all the activists who worked to fight this prohibition all these years. You got any ideas yes, I on, think on, on how we can make that happen? Absolutely. I think there's many different ways that the cannabis industry can give back and really get involved and in becoming a more 
conscious industry as a whole. I feel that for starters, cannabis companies can really focus on hiring individuals who do have felonies on their records, um, hiring people who have um, experienced this prohibition uh, negatively, who um, might have felonies on the records, but they're really quality individuals who deserve to have employment. Um, other ways are, you know, using their voice um, in the industry to say, I support organizations like Last Prisoner Project who are making a difference and helping individuals rebuild their lives after um, being incarcerated. And, you know, not only donating, but suggesting other industry leaders to also be a part of the movement. And, you know, we've been working on building a coalition of cannabis industry um, leading companies so we can all work together on our state clemency, cannabis clemency initiative. Instead of just one company coming on board, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hefty ask for one company to sponsor a large scale program like that. But if we create a coalition and all of these companies work together to throw into the hat um, to make this um, a reality, it makes it a lot more likely that we can, you know, really bring um, some real change to the industry. So there are a lot of ways for us all to work together and come to a more positive place. We are in an election year, which is impossible for any of us to avoid or forget. Um, and I think, in my opinion, the most critical election, national election of our lifetimes. Uh, Bernie Sanders, for one, has pledged that he will take steps to end federal prohibition. Uh, he says on day one, um, what are your thoughts about what might be at stake for the cannabis culture and industry this November? I mean, how... How important is this election in your mind? I feel like this election is incredibly important, of course. It would, in the big scheme of things, help a lot of people not um, go into prison if it is more legal. I think something to keep in mind is as we, you know, make this uh, plant medicine more and more legal across the nation, that we really have to keep in mind and create policies to allow people who are currently serving time for, for those offenses that they're released. Um, because personally, I feel that the work that we're doing after the fact of going into states where it is legal for adult use, the fact that there are still people um, in prison for those same offenses um, is just ridiculous. So, you know, as we continue to make it more legal, we just really need to keep in mind to create policies to help the people who are currently really just um, have gone through the gauntlet um, for this plant medicine that is now highly revered and a booming, booming industry. Um, how did you first become uh, involved in cannabis? What was your introduction to cannabis? We only have about about two minutes till the next break. Sure. Um, I've been in and around the cannabis industry for a large portion of my life. And as I started seeing it become more and more legal across the nation, um, it really 
was, it's been really exciting seeing this change. And I've always had um, a place in my heart that really feels for the people who have had to um, go to prison over this plant medicine that's helped so many people. And living here in Hawaii, I live on the island of Maui. I rub it in. We, <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, if you ever come visit, I would love to take you on a hike sometime. Nice. Um, but as as we started um, here on the island, dispensaries started to open, and I started to see that there really wasn't a lot of education, um, really educating the community about the health benefits of cannabis. Um, I was also seeing a lot of companies from the mainland come out here um, and kind of, I was worried that they would start taking over the industry. So I founded Maui Cannabis Conference to educate our community, um, not only about the health benefits of cannabis um, and why it is actually good to go to a dispensary if you are dealing with um, with health issues to make sure that your cannabis has been tested and it won't make you sicker, but also to educate the community about legalities surrounding cannabis, um, marketing and branding for companies, um, and really entice um, Hawaiian local um, entrepreneurs to start their own companies before um, people from other states um, inundate our market here in Hawaii. We are going to roach this segment, uh, have another quick break, and come back for our final questions. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at shoogies.com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. 
we are at the final segment with Mary Bailey from Last Prisoner Project. Uh, Mary, uh, I just want to say that what you all are working on is absolutely my passion and what I've certainly spent the last uh, almost 30 years of my life uh, working towards. Uh, and so kudos to y'all for uh, zeroing in on the people that matter, which are the victims, our brothers and sisters, our, our culture. Uh, who've been persecuted under this insane uh, scorched earth campaign of state sanctioned hate called prohibition. Uh, we still have a few minutes left uh, before we have to go. Is there anything that you'd like to add that we haven't covered so far in the interview? Yes, I'd love to take a minute to really um, share a little bit of information about our constituent, Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson is a man who, um, before he, well, I will say he's currently serving uh, time in Michigan for cannabis. He has been sitting in a prison cell for 25 years for selling three pounds of cannabis um, to an informant. Before he was um, arrested, he was a very um, successful concert promoter in Michigan, in Flint, Michigan, actually. And... Um, his last concert in 1995 was with Aretha Franklin. And not only was he, you know, bringing music, um, amazing music acts to his community, but he was also doing a lot of, um, a lot of really amazing work within his community surrounding violence. He was working with members of different um, opposing gangs and he brought these gangs together and helped them create friendships um, and, you know, created allies within each other in order, order to really lower the level of violence in his community. So it, it was extremely sad for a lot of people in his community when he um, was imprisoned. And his, his, um, his offense for only three pounds, they gave him uh, the sentence of 40 to 60 years behind bars for those three pounds of cannabis. Um, which is absolutely outlandish. Wow. So more recently, he's now up for parole. Or, um, up for parole. So his attorney um, has turned in, and his case has been picked up by a lot of very famous people, including the activist Sean White and Michael Moore. And so once wow. those two gentlemen went out, and now his case has been on you know, ABC News and many different other news outlets. More recently, um, his attorney um, is being paid for by Kim Kardashian. And so he's getting a lot of attention and in the hopes of, uh, you know, really creating change and, and getting him out of um, prison. Last Prisoner Project will be supporting Michael's reentry by covering his housing and transportation costs as well as assisting him with job placement once he is out of prison. Lastprisonerproject.org is the website. Info at lastprisonerproject.org is the email. Contact them, support them. Mary Bailey, thank you so much for your important work, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much, Vivian. I really appreciate you helping us to spread the mission. Absolutely. Now I'm going to get to a weekly feature of him presented on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. We will not stop and we will not rest until the last cannabis prisoner is set free, and that is Steve D'Angelo. 
uh, from the Cannabis Manifesto. That concludes this installment of Hammers In on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Rasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace, and promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice. Find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy. The Hemp Present theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush and sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, Maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.